so Sarah, I've got a, I want to, I want to delve into it this week because they always say like, show me a child when he's seven, and I'll show you the man. So I feel like all woman, all woman, it's twenty twenty, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I feel like we can use our detective skills, and we can work out what Larry was like as a kid. Then we will be able to suss out what Larry's like now. I think that's going to be quite a mission. It's going the long way round. Well, I'd yeah, say. but I feel like if you start where it all begins... It does say a lot. It says a lot about the, the man or woman on the tin. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, um, do you have like a, a happiest moment from childhood? What, how, what age are we talking first when we say child? Childhood. Anything like from... Like up until the age of 10? Yeah, yeah, we won't get into the teenage years. That's where it all gets nitty gritty. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. That's what... <laughs> oh, I can't say some of them on the mic. <laughs> oh, God. I was very much obsessed with like, well, first of all, tweenies, I think is one of my first yeah. memories. I was obsessed with the Who tweenies. Who was your favourite? Uh, Fizz. Okay. The one in the pink dress. I like the purple one, Milo. I was about to say, I also definitely fancied Jake. You fan? He was made out of yeah, I know. beanbags. <laughs> this is a story for another right, time. Okay, so where's this going? What, why were you so happy about this? Well, I just remember um, me and my mum, I think this might be actually, I've just realised, the first ever technically concert that I went to, the Tweenies Live. The Tweenies? Where were they even playing? I, I can't remember. I remember buying um, a Tweenies, like, Teddy from Woolworths. Do you remember Woolworths? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, well, maybe that's my happiest childhood memory, going to Woolworths. What and, a place. And stuffing, like, you'd get a cup and you'd just, like, proper, like, punch all the pick and mix down so you could, or is that just... Was that just that, me as a kid? I've just been, yeah, you, you were quite a chubby kid, weren't you? All right, okay, all right. That's like <laughs> two podcasts in a row now. Right, go on. Yeah, I reckon seeing the Tweenies live. It's a good one. What did the Tweenies used to sing? Did they do their own songs? Their opening theme tune was an absolute banger. I can't remember what it was right oh, now. Oh, so, so much of a banger that you can... But, no, it really was a tune. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, are that's you ready it. to play? It's come time to come and play, play with, with the, the Tweenies. Tweenies. No. I don't know what else they did. I feel like, you know, you know, like some parents like take their kids to go and see the Wiggles now. Do they? If I had a kid, I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting through some of that shit. Yeah, but that's what you have to do as a parent. You have really? To. And also, it would be quite fun. It would be quite funny. Yeah, I guess when... I bet they put in some like inappropriate jokes for the parents to laugh at. Yeah. That the kids don't get. See, I had a bit of, I had a, bit of a weird one when, when I was a kid. So I remember like one of my... It was, it's, so, it's so weird, you're really going to mock me for this. So basically, my cousin, my older cousin, she must have been about 10, 11, and I was like 7, and she told me that she was going to Spice World. You know the Spice Girls film? That was a great film. Right. Well, she was like, I'm going to Spice World, and you're not allowed to go. She was like proper rubbing it in. And I think I started crying, and I was like, this 7-year-old kid, like, I want to go to Spice World, because I thought it was actually like like a, you know, like Oh, my God, Disneyland. what? The spices? No, not for spices. That would be... <laughs> I was about to say that would be a weird child. I thought it was like Disneyland, but for the Spice Girls. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I thought it was like this all like rides to do with the Spice Girls. So I cried and I cried. Then my parents finally said, all right, we'll take you to see Spice World. And they took me to see the Spice Girls movie. I was like, I think I was buzzing, but at the same time, I was like, I didn't expect this. Yeah, that is quite... Well, what? So that's your happiest memory, even though that must have been highly disappointing. Well, I think it was, yeah, I think it was disappointing, but I'd got my own way. But I remember like the euphoria of like being told you can't go and see it, and then my mum going, "It's all right, we'll take you to see the Spice World film." And you were like, "Oh my god, this is the best day ever!" I remember sitting there like buzzing, and I didn't even like the Spice Girls. That I was about to say, were you a fan or not? Really? Did did people like the Spice Girls when they were seven? Probably. What was the first single you ever bought? 
Don't say the tweenies. Oh, uh, it's a good one. Barbie Girl by Aqua. Oh, that's painful. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if I bought it or like maybe my mum bought it or my sister bought it, but I remember it's the first CD like I had. Uh, I think if it had been my choice, it would have been Gareth Gates. Gareth Gates. Big fan. Yeah. God. That's all the nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah. The cheese. I bought the, um, it was a, uh, we're going to Ibiza. Oh, that is a by tune. The, uh, by the Venga Boys. And I, and I met them. A couple of years ago, and Aaron got my my CD signed by them. The first CD I ever bought. That is very cool. By the Venga you Boys. You must have been. Did yeah. you pass out? You were so excited. I think I was happier than when I went to see the Spice World movie. <laughs> I can I'll imagine. I was a big fan of my Barbie collection as a child, but I also re- act- I also really liked Action Men. I remember my mum going to America to like visit her sisters, and I asked her to bring back an Action Man for me. <laughs> were you a I was about to ask if you were a Barbie fan. but Well, um... do you ever remember like when obviously one of the biggest happiness childhood moments was the Happy Meal? It was literally called... Oh my God, how could I It was forget? literally called the Happy Meal and you got a toy and it was sick. Yeah. And like that, that'd be like the biggest treat. It's like... Definitely. Jack, guess what? You're getting a Happy Meal. I'd be like, <laughs> I felt like I was on the X Factor through to boot camp. Come on. <laughs> and um, I remember going with one of my childhood friends once. We were about like six... And it was at the time where you could choose between an action man or a Barbie. Obviously, I wanted an action man, but she convinced me. She said, Jack, if you get a Barbie, you'll win an extra special prize where you can win money. So I got the Barbie. Why did she say that? Because she wanted me to get the Barbie and realise I didn't want it and give it her. Or maybe Uh, it was an evil prank. So I had my Barbie and then I just sat there with my Barbie watching Spice Girls the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Did you keep it or did you give it to her? I think I've still got it at home, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> the girl childhood didn't memories. Even get it? I, um, when we went to Disney World, I think I was eight or nine when we went and there were like big family. Someone brought back a Happy Meal for me and I kicked up a massive fuss, a big tantrum. I think I started crying because uh, it didn't have the toy that I wanted in it and I wanted this toy prince, like I think one of the options. I can't remember what I did get. But I wanted the prince and I was just, I wouldn't stop crying until he went and changed it. He went back to the McDonald's and asked him to swap the toy for the prince. I've still got that. (laughs) You had such a traumatic childhood. So you just mentioned nostalgia there. Does nostalgic feelings make you happy or sad? Because I've been reading a bit about this and people often feel like sad when they have nostalgic moments, I think because it's like, oh, it was in the past and it's happened now. And like when you look back at your childhood, you kind of, sometimes you'll smell something that will remind you of your childhood and it'll bring back that like nostalgic feeling. But does that make you feel happy? I think, oh, that's a good, it's a good one, Sarah Tabar. So I think it's, I think if you're listening to like, sometimes like you'll be looking at old photos, but if you've got sad music on, that's quite like a, oh, I'm getting old now and it's sad to like look back. But there is definitely, so one of my best friends is, like obsessed he's like chips beans and sausages or like chicken nuggets like it's proper you know like a proper kid's dinner yeah like he's obsessed with them still what he still eats that yeah 29 i know it's embarrassing i won't name him aaron healthy diet but there is something nostalgia about having like a kid's dinner but then i don't know if like i remember like it was like my mum would be like we'll do a special dinner but then i'm like were you just using up what was in the uh what was in the freezer I was like, were you just being sneaky, mum? Yeah. Definitely. Sorry, I started talking about turkey dinosaurs. And turkey twin. Oh, wow. Now that is the nostalgia that makes me happy. These are all the nostalgic feels. Well, that's the thing. Like, do, so it, does it bring you happiness? Like, remember. So if you're asking me, does the chubby seven-year-old within me feel happy and nostalgic at turkey twizzlers? 
do I need to answer that? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, nostalgic feelings. Yeah, no, I think they're good. But I think it, it depends. It's like nostalgic feelings, obviously, if you're thinking about um, times gone by or people that aren't here anymore, that can that can probably be a little bit emotional. But I think if you're thinking mainly about, like, the good times, it's it's that phrase, isn't it? Don't be... be what do they say? <laughs> Don't be sad it's over. Be happy it happened. <laughs> is that a phrase? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, I think it actually is. All right. Yeah, we'll say it is. <laughs> Do children have hobbies other than, like, being a child? I did. I remember going through, like, a phase and, like, and it says a lot about who I am now. And my mum would, like, take me every week and I'd go to, like, a different activity. So she took me, like, oh, yeah. to karate one week. Hated it. I absolutely hated karate. Like anything where I had to fight, no, thank you. Just let me go and have a sausage roll around the corner or somewhere. And then like football, all of that, didn't like it. But then I went to. She took me to a drama group, and I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, loving life. I was like six. I was like, this is sick. I love it. And we were doing Bugsy Malone, and I was six, and I got cast as Fat Sam, obviously. Of course. And then so I was like buzzing to do it. And then all of a sudden, my mum was like, oh, we're moving from London to Blackpool. Like, we're moving up north. And I was gutted. And then I, I went in and I said, apparently, <laughs> I don't remember this, but I told all the all the students, like, all my little friends, I was like, we're moving because my dad owes people a lot of money. <laughs> and, then, and they said that, like, they, they pulled my mum to one side and was like, he's been telling people, are you in trouble? Like, do you, And she was like, no, we're starting a new life. We're absolutely fine. No one. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> the drama king within me. I was also a bit of a. I loved like the singing. Well, not dancing so much, but like upset. I would just sing whenever I could, any opportunity. And then I got into the acting. I went through a phase where I got into drama and all of that, but I kind of got over that probably like when I hit about thirty. I think most kids like like there's some kids that like really shine like don't yeah. want to do it, but because there's no like because you used to have to do it in like nativities and stuff. Yeah, like, you don't just have to get up and like. Kids just did it. Like now, there's so many people. People would be like, "Absolutely not! I'm not doing that." I remember. I remember turning. This is a story that I don't remember. That well, what mum's told me. I remember turning up to my new school in Blackpool, age seven, and she was like, "Do you want to introduce yourself?" I was like, "Yeah, my name's Jack, and I've learned all the words to my heart will go on from the film Titanic." Oh my god! What an introduction! And she was my teacher at the time. Like, just moved there first day. God, no wonder kids hated me. And uh, it's quite an emotional song for a seven-year-old to learn. Really is. I remember. I remember writing them down and learning them. And she was like, "And do you want to sing it?" And I was like, mm, "Not today, but maybe tomorrow." And then I came in the next day. I was like, "Okay, I'm ready now." And I just stood at the front of the. Did clock. you sing it? Yeah, just like proper. It would have been like something from a Will Ferrell film, just like proper burst out into. I wish someone had filmed that. Yeah, I'm so glad they didn't. Do you remember the? The Lizzie McGuire movie. I can't say I do. Oh, you should watch it. It's a good one. Anyway, there was an iconic song in this film, which I won't perform now. Everyone will know it. It's like comes up at the end of the film. And I think I like wrote a remix version of it when I was like, I think I must have been in maybe year five or year six. <laughs> and I remember getting, it was like a, ma- oh no, it was a mashup of that with a Will Smith song. I can't remember which one. And I got up in front of like, the school or like the class we used to have these performance assemblies did you ever have that yeah yeah so then everyone every time i would find something to sing and i'd get up and sing for everyone and this time i did this mashup of hey now and this will smith song and i think it went down a tree i'm sure i'm, I'm <laughs> i bet it would go to number one now yeah, 
there's some there's that blind confidence that you have as a child that you just kind of yeah. you just you so you like you're running around and you're so happy and excited all the time that you'll literally do anything. But it's like it's I've been doing a lot of like reading and stuff like that into the whole childhood thing and every little thing it's like it's all learnt behaviour. So the things that you're you it's so easy to assess your personality like if you were to psychoanalyze yourself, like you can be like, Okay, well I got that from my mother that's from yeah. my dad. This person does that and stuff like that. And then obviously certain events, like they define you. Although, are you saying singing "My Heart Will Go On" in front of your class at age seven was a defining moment of your life and your character today? Well, I did work <laughs> on ships for a couple of years, so I feel like it's very true. That was kind of ingrained into the back of me to say, you know what, Jack? There's a little bit of Titanic in you. Yeah, I remember I, when I when I first moved up north as well. Like I, I, I got chatting to someone and they were like, why don't you come and join the church choir? And I used to I used to turn up every Sunday and I just like sing in the church choir and I'd be in like, you know, like proper one of the altar boy gowns. It was amazing. What an image. I just used to go for the free biscuits. Really. Obviously. And then I and then I got to about 15, 16 and it was a Sunday morning. And I was like, I don't know. Not happening. My mum always tells this story about how me and two friends when we were in I don't know what year we were, but in primary school, when we were like kids, we made this, um, like, we filmed this news report where, so one of the guys was the the newsreader, the presenter, and then my other friend was like filming it. And I have no idea what I was doing, to be honest. Um, And my mum was like, all of you have kind of gone on to do something to do with that. Like, I went on to work in BBC. He's the one who was the newsreader, works for BBC News now. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's really weird. Stuff like that. But it's, it's spooky. It's so true. Like they, they say, like the kid, whoever you are, like the kid at seven years old. I remember like yeah. going to all these karate things and stuff like that. Hated it. But like, why? Like I, I was like, my brain was a fresh sponge. It could have taken to anything. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's like without getting too deep, it's the whole nature versus nurture thing, isn't it? Do you remember... Like, your personality as a child, do you think you've changed much now? Uh, I mean, obviously, you probably wouldn't do a Lizzie McGuire, Will Smith remix. (laughs) You know, I'd happily still get up and start singing Lizzie McGuire in front of everyone. I think, yeah, in in most ways, like, I still quite that loud, (laughs) annoying child. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I, I think as a kid and now, I'm very much like, I don't care about kind of making a fool of myself or like being silly in front of people or being a bit of a joke and I think I was like that as a kid and I'm like that now yeah why would you say you're you're the same as the child yeah but I, th- I mean you obviously you mature it'd be weird if you didn't mature and you, you learn and I, and I think it's so interesting like until you've had certain things happen to you it teaches you a lesson you go okay well that person I met I really like them but they've turned out to not be right and then do you know what I mean like friendships or relationships like you'll meet certain people and then you'll be like I don't really like that kind of person then you'll meet another person who's a bit similar you'll be like I'm gonna tread a bit carefully this time or do you know what I mean so you you learn things through through life but me and my mum this weekend we were having a conversation and we were chatting about when growing up is it really is the circle of life and I was saying you you get to a point in your life where you become responsible and sadly, it's like if your parents aren't around anymore for whatever reason, like if, if they kind of move on and then you kind of have to step up and be the adult or if you mm. then have a child, you have to kind of step You're up. You're like forced to grow up. Yeah. So until like you kind of take on that responsibility. So I still feel like 
I'm still a kid because yeah. Oh, yeah. I still got my like I was saying to my mum I was like if I ever struggle with a doctor appointment I know I could just ring you and you'd, you'd sort it out <laughs> and you know what I mean I don't have like a little baby but one of my um, one of my best mates has just had a baby so like you see him and he really stepped up and like really matured within the last year big switch yeah babies and kids can laugh up to 300 times a day adults typically laugh at most about 20 times a day Time to get more in touch with that inner child and really enjoy life like the little ones. We're all we're all just children at heart. Like it's that kind of thing of like there's a real switch and a, a real growth in you as a parent, mm. no, not as a parent, as a person. Um, not a parent <laughs> yet. Hope fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like when you realise that your parents are just people. Like when you're a kid, you're like. These these people, they know it all. They're superheroes. If, if I need anything, they're going to be there. They've proved themselves. I trust yeah. them. But then as you get older and you start to have more conversations, you start to learn that they're people. And then some of the, the fears or the insecurities or the thoughts that you've felt in your life, they probably felt and they might still feel. Yeah. And then you, when you become conscious of that, then you start to like take a bit of it on. And then it's like, I think maybe that's why people always feel like, oh, if I could, if you know, I want to be a kid again, if I could, because you don't take on any of those, you know, stresses or fears that maybe your parents are holding. And obviously you don't have any of your own when you're a child either. No, exactly. It's not even like the, uh, like the bills or anything. It's just the the fears, like the, the thought, like I'm an adult now. Yeah. Like, whereas when you're a kid, like your biggest issue what was your biggest issue like oh <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't even think of, think of one <laughs> making sure you got a packet of crisps at the end of the day <laughs> oh I always got a packet of crisps you know it was it was it was so interesting being a kid did you have like um like a, a good role model when you were a kid my mum oh that's a good one <laughs> now you've said <laughs> now you you've say? said your mum I can't say Shane Richie I've got to say my mum can't <laughs> No, we we can't bring up Shane Ritchie twice again. Um, why? Who was yours? No, I think like obviously like my parents, but like I think I had I had a really really good teacher when I was in year six, and I remember meeting him for the first. Did you ever do that in year five where you went and met the teacher for the day? I don't remember that. No, like no. like you we, maybe you'd, we did. Like you'd step up it. and meet them, and then you'd like go for summer, and then you'd come back. And he was called Mister Myhel, and he was. He was just incredible. He was just so funny, and but it's like weird oh, as a, a six-year-old, like not six-year-old, like a twelve-year-old. You're like, oh, I want to be like him. Like he's quite cool. Although, although he did he did cause a little bit of trauma in my life when I was a child. Oh, oh God, why? Well, I <laughs> I tried to kind of squash it out, so I'm not bringing it up, but it's still it still sits with me sometimes. <laughs> it's a bit worrying. But no, no, it's nothing weird. <laughs> no. Now, basically, in year five, we all did, we did this vote, like, there was a school council, and I got voted to be the treasurer, because I was all right at maths when I was a kid. Now, now I don't even know my seven times table, but I was the treasurer, and then we moved up, and the teacher who had organised it all moved away, and we said, oh, yeah, like, we told Mr. Myhill, we said, we're the school council, he said, was everyone happy with it still? Uh, have you done anything? We hadn't done anything. I was 10 years old. How could I have done anything? What was I counting? Like, do you know what, what I mean? Could you have and done? Um, everyone said, oh, let's re-vote. And I got kicked out. Oh, no. And oh, I that is home. a bit... I ran home and I cried to my mum. That is I a bit... I was devastated. A bit I forgave him. It's all right. 
I was about to say, I remember I was quite a clever kid. Were you? Because <laughs> I, um, almost, again, this is another thing my parents always bring up, how when I was really young, if I'd done something which I thought I'd get in trouble for, or if I was going to do something that I w- was scared that I'd get in trouble for, I'd say to my, like, I'd say to my mum, like, oh, um, if, if, you know, a, a child did this, like, put this pot in a different room, would their mum get annoyed at them? And then, uh, you know, whatever my mum would say, and then I'd be like, well, I've just done that. <laughs> and she was... Why were, you, why were you moving pots around? Uh, that was just the first example that came oh, right, to okay, my... sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I can't remember what the example was that she uses, but it's like I'd always do this thing where I'd... I'd ask her in like a really sly way about whether this would be allowed or not or whether I'd get in loads of trouble. And then I'd be like, well, you can't tell me off because you just said that this kid wouldn't get told off if they'd done oh, that. Oh, wow. That's well smart. <laughs> I know. See, I was pretty stupid. I used to fall for this one. My mum my mom would be at the top of the stairs. She'd go, Jack, come here now. And I'd go to the bottom of the stairs and she'll go, I know what you've done. Oh, and then you'd and tell. Said, well, I've, I've not done anything. She goes, I know what you've done. And I said, what? And she said, tell me and you won't get in trouble. I said, all right, well, I took a pound off the sign and I bought a Milky Way. What did you <laughs> And that was it. And then I was done. But yeah. I was like, how did you know? She was like, mums always know. They don't. They just, you know what I mean? Fair. If she's asking you, she must know that something's going on. Yeah. I think she just always knew there was something going on. There was always something going on. Do you think you were happier as a child than you are now? Well, I I always think, and I don't know if it's that I'm actually happier or not, but I'll I'll use another famous phrase here, and it's ignorance. It, <laughs> that's not the phrase. It's ignorance is bliss. And when you're a kid, you don't know no different. You don't have the struggles. You just have the dreams, and you're just living with the dreams. Like at the moment, I might have a dream that I want to drive across america so i'm like right well i've got to put that into plan i've got to pass me driving test i've got to get on a plane i've got to rent a car i've got to book an airbnb all these things where when you're a kid you could just dream and there's no actual like you you're just dreaming for the sake of dreaming like oh when i grow up i want to be a frog or a princess like you're not actually no one's going when i grow up I want to be a, a prince. And they're like, right, okay. But they're not going, I need to be a prince and I'm going to... Right, well, how do I be a prince? I need to marry a princess. And then they get yeah, on you Google. You don't think do you know about I mean? like, the logistics of it no, or the technicalities. But... I think that's partly what it is. It's like your life is so more like limited, but not in like a negative way, but it's just like yeah. your consciousness. <laughs> All you know is your friends, school, family, and like what's on TV. And beyond that, it's not within your... But there are loads of, most research says that people are happiest when they're like 70. So that's like the other extreme. But I think it's because by that point, you've kind of accepted age and you've come to terms with it and you're like, you've reached a level of contentment. Yeah. But, but they're then... some of my favourite people. You know, when you meet like the naughty old people. Yeah. Like, like my, my friend Aaron, his granddad, he's just like, he's like a, a 19 year old bloke and he's like <laughs> in his 70s. He's, he's so cheeky and naughty. And it's like, he doesn't care anymore. Like yeah. he's do you know what I mean you can do whatever but I feel like don't you think like when you were a kid like you used to buzz and like get so happy at like stupid the easiest thing like the smallest things but that's like what's so nice about it it's just like the simple things would make you so happy yeah like do you feel like our level of expectation for happiness now is like probably because we've had this higher (laughs) well yeah we've had that conversation that we like 
if you lower your expectations, you're more likely to be happy. Which, which I think sounds it's about true. Right. But like, I do feel like we expect. Like, I'm like, what would make me happy now? Whereas as a kid, if you gave me like an ice a lolly, bar. yeah, a ten p ice lolly, I'm still quite simple in that respect. Like, I yeah, could be right. quite yeah, easy. Yeah, I was gonna please. say. Give me a Milka, <laughs> I'd be happy for a week. Oh my god, I miss those. Do they still sell them? I, I haven't had one in years. But oh, that's like the thing, that. as an adult, you start. You like, as a kid, you can't like. You can just have an ice cream because you're a kid and it's a treat and like as an adult you're like what have I done to deserve this <laughs> you question <laughs> everything really deserve you this ice cream? yeah what did you want to be when you were older I think I did want to be a singer oh I went through a phase it was like did singer you? act singer actress tv presenter it was like the three things that I was like yeah this is what I want to do I got into the acting quite a lot I remember in I think our last ever school play like at the end of primary school um we got to do it in this in an actual theatre, which was exciting, like a local theatre. And it was kind of 80s themed and I had these big chunky, chunky necklaces on and like jewellery. And I think this necklace broke halfway through. I was doing this like monologue or something and it broke. And then I just, on the spot, I just improvised and I like came up with something. Saved and then the show. afterwards, parents were going on about how like, they were, oh my God, how did you do that? Like, that's so clever. Yeah, my mum still talks about it. She literally mentioned it the other day because she was like, I was just so impressed. Do you think you peaked at your childhood? Yeah. <laughs> that was the best thing maybe. you've ever done. I think maybe I did peak. I think, I think I was so lucky growing up because I got to go to so many different, like, groups where you meet, like, like-minded people, like-minded kids as well. I remember my mum my mom used to send me to this thing every summer and it was like a musical theatre camp for a week and, like, you'd work and you'd put a show on and then at the end, like, there'd be a theme and you have to dress up. I remember the theme, the theme was black and silver and, and there was a prize for the best-dressed, like, costume and all the kids looked incredible, right? right. All the kids, like, they had, like, like pom-poms sewn into them and like some people had like their name like etched in in like silver my my mum she just she made me put a black t-shirt on and she wrapped me in tinfoil oh bless so there's a photo of me somewhere next to all these amazing costumes and I'm just there you're gonna have to find that one. Oh yeah I'll have to no it was um but it was amazing, like doing doing stuff like that as a kid. I think that's when I was definitely like oh, at some of my happiest. I, re- I remember I got cast in Oliver, but I was like literally just one of the boys. And my mum would be like, "Okay, Jack, do you want do you want to play Monopoly tonight?" And I'd be like, "I can't, my mum. I'm rehearsing my lines for Oliver. I'm a serious actor now. My mum, nine and a half. I'm I'm getting ready for the play. Ready for your Oscar. Okay, okay. for six months, six months. I was like practicing. She came to see it." And I had one line, and all I said, all I said was, "These sausages are mouldy." And that you was it. You had to get that line right. And then at the end, my mum stood in her chair and went, "We love you, Jack." And I was like, "Okay, well, that's definitely given me a bit of a complex for life." <laughs> this is explaining a lot, really. So much, so much. And then that's what it is. It all stems down to what you like as an adult, where it, where it goes back to. What did you want to be when you were younger? Then. Mm. I, don't, I think I wanted... Did you want to be Oliver? <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, no, I wanted to be the Artful Dodger. That was it. I just wanted to be a real Cockney. I just wanted to stay in London and not be a Mock D. I used to, I used to sing whenever we had people over, like friends over, family friends, any sort of gathering, family gathering, I would beg my parents if I could sing a song. Oh, really? And then I'd go and stand there for... they. They all claim like 45 minutes. I'm sure it wouldn't have been that long. <laughs> but like now I get really like 
shy and reluctant to sing in front of people if people ask me to and i don't know if it's because i i know how much i pestered people to do it when i was a kid (laughs) (laughs) until you've had a few gin and tonic but i feel like i feel like you grow out of that childhood stage like even as much as i love singing and i love like stuff like that. When when I used to be on the ship, they used to have karaoke nights. And everyone would be like, "You're a singer, get up!" And I was like, "That's the no. worst, though." Yeah. That's a, like I was like, I do like I, I do this for my job. Like I've just done it for the last three hours. The last thing I want to do is get up and everyone's thinking, "Who's that twat?" Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't be good at karaoke. That's the thing. If no. you're gonna do it, you have to do something silly like YMCA. Yeah. Or... That's why my that's why my karaoke song always <laughs> is it? <laughs> it used to be. Wham, I'm your man, but I do Shane oh, Ritchie's version. Good. I was about to say that Shane Ritchie did that, obviously. Yeah, Shane Ritchie did that. Of course he did. Um, I was going to say, do you think like you are the perfect combination of like your mum and dad? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just perfect. <laughs> no, there was more to that. Um, well, this could get a bit savage on my parents, if I'm like... <laughs> uh, I mean... I have to know what to say without being offensive. In a way, yeah, like my dad's really clever, so I think I got his brains. <laughs> <laughs> Poor mum. No, I actually, um, I really liked maths in school and he's a genius at maths, so yeah. I guess in that respect, are they quite, yes. Are they both quite happy people? Yeah, my mum's definitely the like the loud, silly, sociable one yeah. and I got all of that from her. I spent a lot of time... Because, oh, I mean, with the whole lockdown, we had a lot of time and I was I was living with my dad and I've not lived with my dad... I've not spent more than a week with my dad ever since for the last 20 years. So it was so interesting to kind of get to know him on a a different level and kind of chat with him. And we we kind of, we were doing a bit of a podcast and we were having a laugh. And I was just like, like the silly side of him and like the the funny side of him. I was like, that's definitely like, that's in me. And then like my mum, she's very like happy and she's very like chatty with people. And I was like, that's it. And it's really weird to see. Like, I imagine if, you know, like if Jack D was your your dad, <laughs> like he's quite a, quite a grumpy bloke. Yeah. He's, he's known as like a grumpy bloke. I reckon like you would inherit that kind of grumpy gene. Because the strong it's, attributes. Yeah, yeah, because it's learnt behaviour, isn't it? Like, yeah. so we like... If you're if you're quite st- if your parents are quite stern, then you you might be quite stern. Or so did you notice these things like the attributes that you've got from your dad? Did you notice them just as you started live when you were living with him recently? Was it then that you started to notice like his habits? So you were like, oh, I do that that you hadn't noticed before. Yeah, like the, kind of, but I think it's more like the the it's, it's that kind of thing as well. You think you know your parents, but only. Like, because I've not lived with my mum since I was eighteen, so we're talking ten years, and and people change so much in like the last ten years. So it'd be it'd be interesting to live with her like for a, for a long time. And but because I was spending so much time with my dad, like you really start to learn people, um, as kind mm. of like, oh right, you're not just my dad. That's not your sole yeah. function in life to be my dad. Like you're a human being with your own thoughts and your own feelings and your own beliefs so it's like it's interesting like to to say oh is that me and like you could literally like pick different pieces of the pine you could put it all together oh yeah as well as other influences you've had like the teacher that took the good job off me mr myhell forget him (laughs) i probably learned something from him and other role models and other friends And, and it's kind of different things that affect you through your life Kind of, I think it all adds up to kind of make this whole person. <laughs> yeah, do you remember as a kid when like 
your friend or someone else in your class would go and buy the same like t-shirt as you or the same trainers as you and you'd get so offended I remember <laughs> like oh he copied me oh I like how dare but actually it's a compliment although I'd still get annoyed if I went somewhere and a girl's wearing the same I was going to say <laughs> if if nobody did that to you then you were probably that kid and I was going to say no one ever copied me <laughs> I was probably definitely that kid going out like remember like starting hanging out with friends that were a bit like moshery and emo and I remember saying to my dad that I wanted to buy a dog chain to clip onto my jeans I think that I think there's some photos flying around of those ones we'll have to we'll have to dip them out oh god do you remember light up trainers they They, were great see I still think like feel like I'm not a proper adult yet but when I'm a proper adult I definitely I definitely get light up me and my son me and my son Shane Jr (laughs) we'd be marching around in uh we'd be marching around in some light up trainers wait I just remembered I did buy some like two years ago (laughs) Okay. Okay. I think that, and I think that's where we should leave it. I wore them on a night out, and then the battery ran out, and one shoe, and then the other one was still lit up. <laughs> and then the club photographer took a photo of me on my own with this one lit up shoe. Oh, sorry to bar. So, what do you think we've established? I reckon Larry definitely had a, a very happy childhood. He's definitely got two happy parents. Yeah, because it it does feed in. I think if you grow up in a kind of in happy surroundings um, and positive vibes as a kid, then that definitely would... Very feng shui. Um, yeah, and it would kind of subconsciously have an impact on you and your state and stuff like that. Yeah. But then also saying that, I feel like, you know, obviously there are going to be loads of people who might not have the happiest childhood can turn things around when they grow up a bit. Absolutely, the whole under. nature versus nurture. But I am going to put it out there... I don't think Larry went to karate because I don't think many kids enjoy karate. Do you think he went to drama school then? I, I reckon I reckon Larry could have been the artful dodger. <laughs> How about that? Really? Isn't the art is the artful dodger the, the child snatcher? Mm. Or am I thinking of something completely different? I think you're thinking of something completely different, Sarah Tabar. Oh, I'm thinking of Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty yeah. Bang Bang. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, he could have been. There was a kid in our school who was just always smiling. There we go. That that was him. That was Larry. Quite quiet, but always smiling. Always happy about something. It is. Sometimes it is the quiet ones. You've got to watch the quiet ones, Sarah Tabar. Thanks for listening today, guys. I'm Jack Frimston. I'm Sarah Tabar, and I think the conversation hasn't ended just yet. Next week, we're going to look at childhood from a different angle. Because we're going to be joined by one of my childhood best friends, Mr. Zach Thompson, who's recently become a dad, and he is going to give us an insight into his point of view. We'll see you next week. <laughs>